This podcast is presented by the Bet Parks online casino and sportsbook app. New customers download now and get up to $1,000 in casino bonus back if you're not a winner in your first 24 hours. See BetParks.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 in PA, New Jersey, Maryland, Michigan, or Ohio. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult to Today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation semi annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal too. Schedule a no obligation in home estimate now. Call 866 Nation or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's Go Birds Radio here at Parks Casino. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Elliot Shore Parks here with uh, Ruben Frank. Rube, did you find an artist yet? You think maybe I did. I would know. Elvis Costello. <laughs> yes, I, I've heard of him. I remember uh, He played here up. not too long ago. Really? Yeah. You could have told me he didn't play for 20 years, and I would believe that. He's pretty old, isn't he? Uh, yeah, he's, yeah, but he's, I mean, his last album's great. Yeah, well, I'll have to check it out. I did like him growing up. You're not going to check it out. No, I'm not going to check it out. I'm just going to listen to the same music uh, I always listen to time and time again. But an interesting day tomorrow coming up for the Eagles. You know, we've talked for the first hour so much about the playoffs and and our concerns. And I think we're on the same page where if we had to pick, we think this team is going to go to the Super Bowl. Just a matter of how concerned you are. You worried about the injuries, those type of things. But I still believe that, you know, come February, me and you are going to be in Arizona She'll be a little nicer than Minnesota Minnesota the last time uh, we were there. But they do play a game tomorrow, a lot, a lot at stake. If they win the game, obviously they clinch the one seed, clinch the division. If they lose the game, depending on what happens, they might need to be playing week 18 as well, which is probably nothing that you know, either of us thought was, was going to happen. What are your thoughts on this game heading into it? Yeah, look, they're, they're what, 6-9. and nine. Uh, they're two in two and five on the road. Yeah, uh, they're averaging like seventeen points a game on the road. Yeah, their offense is awful. Their offense just—they don't score many points. They have a good defense, and the last four games they haven't allowed more than uh, twenty points. But look, uh, they, they don't do anything really well. There's mm-hmm. no one thing. Andy Dalton's a, a solid pro, uh, but look, you can't—you're not going to lose to Andy Dalton. So. They don't have a lot of weapons. They have Taysom Hill, who's kind of unpredictable, and I'm sure he'll make, like, two really big plays, and everyone's going to tweet Fire Gannon at me. Right. But uh, they're not a great team. Uh, they're, they're not very good on the road. They don't score a lot of points. They don't have a high-powered offense. Have some good players on defense, but it's a game. Tell you what, if, if you're sitting there with a chance to, at home, with a chance to lock up the number, number one seed, this is the kind of team you want. You want a team that – uh, they've got something to play for, but they're not a great team. Uh, they're certainly not a great offense, and it's a team the Eagles should win by double digits. 
Yeah, and you, you bring up Jonathan Gannon. I, I, I agree with you. I think this is a game that if they play their best game, they should win easily. I think turnovers in this, you know, you can make this uh, analysis about, about any football game, but I think with this team it's especially true. The Eagles, if they don't turn the ball over, are a really hard team to beat. We've seen Eagles teams where they have to create turnovers. They have to get extra possessions to even compete. It's not the case with this team. If they just take care of the ball on offense, I think that they win this game comfortably. And I know Gardner is going to be the big highlight heading into the game, but for me, this is a Jonathan Gannon game tomorrow. Not because the Saints offense is good, but because this is a game where the defense should win it for them. I mean, Gardner, look, played really well against Dallas to, to an extent. The turnovers, not completely his fault, but two interceptions, not great. Still put up uh, 27 points uh, against Dallas. So I think Gardner played well enough to, to win that game last week. But for me, tomorrow, the defense can't allow more than 20 points. You know, I think even that would be a disappointing performance. It's the NFL. The, the rules are leaned towards the offense. But this Saints team, they're banged up at receiver. Andy Dalton, I know he's been good against, uh, against the Eagles in his career. But this is a game where Gannon's defense has to come out and make sure that the offense doesn't have to get into the 30s to, to win the game. I'm curious for your opinion, though. Obviously, Gannon has talked about so much on these airwaves. I've been pretty clear. I think he's a very good defensive coordinator. I think the criticism he gets in this city is, is overrated and, and unfair at times. Where do you stand on Gannon now that we've seen him for almost two full seasons? Let's see, number two defense in the NFL? Yeah, no big deal. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's obviously a really good coach, and uh, the criticisms are kind of mind-blowing because the Eagles have never had a defensive coordinator who's done more in his first two seasons, whether you're talking about Bud Carson or Jim Johnson or whoever, uh, Emmett Thomas, you mm. name it. Uh, I don't get it. I don't understand it. Are there plays that are disastrous? Are, are there games that don't go as well as you hoped? I, I, obviously, that's the case with any team uh, that, you could, that you could name. I mean, the 85 Bears gave up 30, greatest defense ever, right? Mm. They gave up 35 points to the Dolphins on a Monday night. So it happens. And uh, the funniest criticism of all is the one that he never makes adjustments. This is like the best second-half team in football. I know. Defensively. It's so true. Like, I actually think early on in games is when they struggle somewhat. Right. I don't have the stats in front of me, but it feels like first two drives is where you know they, the adjustments need to be made, and he makes them without question. Yeah, and there was a stretch of like six straight games where they didn't give up a, a second-half touchdown, and that was the stretch where they kind of took over, took command of the NFC. And even when you look at the Dallas game, and it certainly was, was ugly to see a big 40 up there, but they had four possessions that started yeah. inside the 50 because of the turnovers. I mean, the one, they only had to go 15 yards. Um, and, and if you think about it, the defense – Two of them were field goals. I was going to say, at the end of the game, when the offense you know, did, hand, did end up giving the game away, it's only, they only have a chance on that final drive because the defense holds the Cowboys to field goals right. after short turnovers. Right. So – you know, there's certainly things you'd, you'd like to see them do better, but uh, it's a very good defense. I think it's a fun defense to watch because of the way they get after the quarterback uh, with, with their front, and, and they have so many good players on yeah. this defense. Uh, but I'd like to see them get back to turnovers, and that's been, that's been a big issue. They haven't really forced them like they were earlier in the season. Now, they couldn't keep up the pace that they were at, uh, but it just seems like, you know, it's a funny stat. In the last seven games, there have been 25 fumbles by either team. And the Eagles have only recovered four of them. Wow. And so that's just like the way the ball's bouncing. If they yeah. recover a couple of them, the whole season's different. So, yeah, I mean, if Linval Joseph, you know, is able I don't to know come how, away with that fumble. And Driscoll had the other one. Yeah. And I don't know how Linval, I don't know how he didn't recover it. And what goes on in the scrum, you don't know. But just, you know, 
tip balls that they were catching for picks early in the year, they're not now. Uh, loose balls that they were getting for fumble recoveries, they're not. So they got to get back to – with this kind of pass pressure, they should be getting two or three interceptions, forced fumbles per game. So if they can get back to doing that, they're going to be very tough to beat. I think sometimes with Gannon, people want, want everything. But it can't be like that with the defense. Like, people are so mad often about their quote-unquote soft coverage they play or that they play off on the line of scrimmage. Well, guess what? That's how you create turnovers. You let your defensive back see the whole field. You don't have them up against the receiver playing tight man where they can't really see the ball. And then you also think about the blitzing, right? The third and 30 play, it is, you know, I don't want to diminish it because it was a catastrophic mistake. It cost them the game in a lot of ways. So it was a big deal. But, you know, the right coverage was called. Players just messed up. And I think sometimes when you look at the lack of big plays they give up, that, that is that is because of the scheme they're playing. Everyone's mad when they give up the third and 30. Well, how many big games have they really given up this year? I mean, they really make teams. They've given up the fewest big plays in the league. Yeah, they, they make yeah. teams work to go down the field. So, you know, you see the stat about Dak 24 of 24 versus zone, and I think that's an imperfect stat. I don't, you know, I don't think you can just blanket every coverage as zone and, and say that. But what this defense does is they make quarterbacks make a lot of decisions in games. It's not, you very rarely see four or five play drives against this defense. And I think their, their mentality about it and their strategy is correct. If I can make you go 12 plays down the field, I'll bank on you making an, uh, a, a mistake, a penalty, something like that, uh, where, where you'll turn the ball over. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And I, I don't get why people don't appreciate. I think this is a fun defense to watch. Yeah, I mean, look, they're going to have – everyone wants them to pressure the quarterback. They're going to have the most sacks in franchise history. And, and so. they might – I mean, they might make a run at the most ever. How far off are 72, they? 72, they got 61. Yeah. I mean, it, 84 be, Bears, I believe. Right. So, you know, Richard Dent, a Hall of Famer, and Buddy Ryan was their defensive coordinator. Uh, and this team is going to be – Look, if they keep up the pace from the last four games, they're going to break that record. Yeah. At any case, they're going to be in the top five of all time. Let me ask you this. If BG gets his 10th sack in the postseason, does it count as a double-digit sack season? No. Interesting. Okay. You can I, count as anything you want. I'm just curious because he's never gotten it. So He has gotten a sack in the postseason. No, no, no I'm sorry. <laughs> but has he gotten to 10, including postseason? Yeah, I'd have to look that up. Look I think he had nine and a half. Yeah, nine, nine and a half and 17, right? Oh, yeah, and he, he got at least – he got one pretty important one, as he we sure know, uh, in, in the Super Bowl. All right, let's go back to the phone lines. Uh, hop in if you want, 215-592-9494. Let's go to Ray in Morristown. Ray, you're on Sports Radio 94 WIP. What's up, Ray? What's up, Ray? Ray, going once, going twice. I'm going to put Ray on hold. All right, that's a miss there. Let's go to Rob in Wildwood. Rob, what's up, man? You're on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Hey, how's it going, guys? What's up, Rob? How you doing? Happy New Year's, man. Happy New Year's to you guys as well. Uh, my biggest uh, postseason concern is what you guys were just talking about, is ball security. Yeah. Uh, yep. Everything that, 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 you know, that they weren't doing in the first half of the season, now they're doing the second half of the season – where you're having crucial fumbles, uh, wide receivers aren't holding on to the ball. Uh, the, the Washington game with that, with you know, it's a different game if you held on to the ball. Last week, it's a much different game if you held on to the ball as well uh, with the fumble at the end of the game because now you're looking at three points instead of six. Um, and if they can really hold on to the ball and stop giving up turnovers, uh, it just turns the team into a much different team. Yeah, I mean, you can make a case that if Quez doesn't fumble on the 15 against Washington, 
And Miles doesn't fumble on the well, what was he on the twenty one? Yeah, uh, on Saturday night that they're fifteen and zero. They're, they're not, uh, but they, they've been. And I think you can control some of that too because, like Quez Watkins, and I think the caller Brian alluded to this uh, in the first hour. I think that's who it was. You know, that's not that's not Quez Watkins' strength. The, yeah, the, over the middle of the, the field, middle yeah, of the field. fighting to the ball. That's yeah. not his game. His game is go routes. Period. End of story. And he's great at them, but. You know, so you, you got part of it is you can reduce the, the, the chances of fumbles if you have players in positions where they're more comfortable. And, you know, part of that might be Gardner. I think Quez was his fourth read on, on yep, the one. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're not running plays for Quez. That's right. a misconception, too. They, but I'd still almost rather have, you know, I'd rather have Greg Ward out there. Uh, than Quez? If. I mean, if he's going to keep, I mean, this—that's three turnovers he's responsible yeah, but, for. Yeah, but but I think two losses. But also, if if Gardner hits him, if Gardner throws an accurate pass, he also has a thirty-five plus yard touchdown in that game. My my thing, Rob, with the turnovers is, I think this team is smart with the ball. So I I think this is a bit of just a bad stretch as opposed to a major problem. But I also don't think we get to spend the first two months of the season saying, look how good they are taking care of the ball. Look how smart they are. Look at all these things. And then when they start to turn it over at, at a, let's be honest, like you said, a, a concerning rate, we then don't just get to go, oh, well, that's kind of fluky. It can't be both. They can't get credit for not doing it initially. No, it was definitely fluky the first eight weeks. But I think we're seeing some regression of the mean, too. I mean, yeah. it's just you, it's, it's literally impossible to sustain the pace they were at. So, Rob, you think they're still going to the Super Bowl or uh, how you feeling heading into the postseason? Super Bowl bound. I'm taking my son to his first game tomorrow. Oh, wow. Awesome, man. I'm uh, sure he'll be excited. You could see him clinch the number one seed. So that'll be a uh, historic game to be at. Rob, thanks so much for calling, man. I appreciate it. Have a Have good a great New time tomorrow. <laughs> thanks. Um, yeah, I mean, that, that's the thing with the, with the turnovers where the fir- I agree that the rate they were doing it the first two months of the season was never going to be upheld. That was historic. What were they like? Plus 15 at Plus one 15 point. in yeah. turnover ratio after eight weeks or minus six cents. Minus six cents. And I, I think that it's somewhere in the middle, and I think it's probably closer to the 115. I think Jalen is smart with the ball. But it can't be ignored that this isn't one turnover a game, two turnovers a game. Yeah. It was, what, three against the Bears, if I'm not mistaken? Yep. Yep, four against Dallas. Um Who's before the Bears? They were they were good against the Giants in, the, in those games, but yeah, yeah that's I mean, seven I mean, turnovers. Those, it's three games, really. It's it's the first or the second Washington game, and the Bears and the. I mean, that's like seventy five percent of their yeah. turnovers are those three games. And, and and it sounds like obvious analysis, but I really think if you told me, if you said, "All right, Elliot, I'll tell you one stat, and you can tell me if they went to the Super Bowl or not." it would be turnovers on offense because I think if you told me in those two playoff games, and I still think it's only going to be two playoff games at home, they only turn it over once. I think they, I think they're in the Super Bowl because I think they're good enough. I think they're better than San Francisco. Uh, You talk about defenses. Everyone loves to point to San Francisco's defense. Philly's defense is comparable in a lot of ways. San Francisco gave up, I think 34 points to Patrick Mahomes or something like that. So they also have struggled against good quarterbacks uh, that they face, but I just think they're better than San Francisco. And with Dallas, Dak is turning it over so much now. Again, he did it uh, on Thursday night against the um, the Titans. If they can win that turnover differential against Dallas, if that's who they play, you know, two nothing or you know, whatever. Um, yeah, forty four points to Mahomes. If they can win that turnover differential against Dallas, I just think they're so much better than the other teams in the NFC. If they can win the turnover battle, there's not a team that can beat them. There's not a team in, that can in beat the, them in, in, the, in the NFC. In the NFC, I agree. Real quick, before we go back to the Lions, I'm curious where where would you put them overall? Like, if you include AFC teams, 
and the way I like to look at this is, would they beat that team? So if you, you know, if, if they face Kansas City, if they face Buffalo, if they face Cincinnati, I think the Chiefs are the only team I would think about putting ahead of them. Okay. I, I wouldn't put anybody in the NFC ahead of them. You can't. They're going to be the number one seed. I agree with that. Uh, but the Bills are ahead of the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs scare me a little more than the Bills. I'm not sure. Just, the thing about the Chiefs is their defense is not very good. It's not good. It's not good. And, look, it's Patrick Mahomes, so anything's possible. The reason I would and say – And that's the reason. I mean, and, that's the only reason. That's the reason, and he's good enough to do it. Uh, Andy Reid, obviously a great head coach as well. I think Buffalo I would probably put ahead of them just because I think Buffalo, while they're flawed and their resume is not as good as the Eagles this year, they are going to finish as a top seed in, in a tougher conference. But I think the – the, the, the uh, ceiling for both of those te- for Buffalo's offense and defense is almost as good as the Eagles where I don't think Kansas City's can play at the same level that the Eagles defense can but Buffalo's defense is really good uh, and obviously Josh Allen and the receivers that they have there he'll um, put it up for grabs too he but will so will Mahomes it's interesting the Chiefs and Bills are both coached by guys that the Eagles fired yeah and I actually I would like the I think I would take Sirianni over them right now in a coaching matchup. I think this team's been really well coached this year. And I don't watch those teams every week, obviously, but Sirianni's gained a lot of confidence this year. Yeah, it's, it's hard to say. Look, they're all great coaches. Uh, yeah. I think I think Sean McDermott is as good as anybody. Uh, tremendous leader, hell of a defensive coach. There's not a lot of really successful defensive coaches. Most of them are offensive yeah. gurus. It's, it's hard to get a job if you're a defensive coach, but uh, it's hard to argue with Nick and, and the product he's putting out there. He's got this team playing hard. Uh, he, he's got them consistent. They're smart. Um, they don't, they don't lose a lot of games. Yeah, and they're not missing a lot of things heading into the postseason. Let's go back to the phone lines really quick. Um, let's go to Nick in New Mexico. Nick, what's going on, man? Elliot. Hey, Rube. Uh, hey, one of eight states on, I've never been to. Never been to New oh. Mexico? Never been there. I don't think I have either. So there we go. Nick, you've um, obviously been there. Uh, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> hey, guys. Um, so I got a – my biggest concern is, um, you know, we have, like, one of the youngest teams in the NFL, and – we only have like six or seven guys who have actually made it to the bowl. Do you think mm-hmm. you know they're they're focused enough outside of Jalen because he's like a robot? But um, are they focused enough to like you know make a deep playoff run or even win the Super Bowl? Yeah, uh, look, I think it's a good question, Nick. Um, earlier in the season, uh, Donovan McNabb was on WIP and he talked about how he doesn't think, and this was uh, again earlier in the year, this isn't the year the team is meant to win the Super Bowl. And I think because they have some youth, second year head coach, second year quarterback. But thirteenth you, youngest team, thirteenth youngest team, yeah, third year quarterback, I guess I should say too. But I actually think this team has, in some ways, the perfect mixture. I think they have great veteran leadership: Jason Kelsey, Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox. They have guys that have been in the Super Bowl, as you mentioned. But I think what they also have, and a benefit of drafting guys from where they do, is Jalen Hurts has played in some really big games. Devontae, really big games. N'Kobe Dean, Jordan Davis. I mean, none are bigger than the Super Bowl. Anybody from the SEC, it's like they've played in the NFL for an extra four years. Look, the SEC championship game, the the, uh, college national championship game, those aren't as big as the Super Bowl. But you could argue they're just as big as the playoffs in terms of eyes on them and pressure and stuff. So I I don't think... uh, you know, lack of experience would be a concern for me. I mean, maybe on the coaching staff, just because they've only coached. Does, I, I, I think it's a non-factor. I think the only reason Donovan said that is because it took him six years to get there. Yeah, that's probably fair. And, I mean, you know, this 
look, they did lose their only playoff game last year, but I think it's it's also important that they got postseason experience. Nick's coaching a playoff game. He's been on the road. So, yeah, I don't know, Nick. I, I'm not as concerned about that as it sounds I, like I don't see are. this as, as an inexperienced team. I, I, you know, when you start out with, with BG, and, I mean, I think they got, what, six guys who, well, who won a Super Bowl. The, the, set, the 2017 team was, was less experienced. Yeah, They didn't I, have I any Super think. Bowl winners on it, did well, they? No, they, they had a ton of them. I mean, Corey Graham, all those new, all those guys, you know, uh, that they well, that they brought in Torrey Smith, Chris Long, they had all won Super Bowls. Oh, yeah, Chris Long and Torrey LeGarrette Smith. Blunt had won a Super Bowl. Good point, good point. Uh, they had a bunch of guys who'd won Super Bowls. But, uh, this I is why we bring Rube on. To I don't see this as an like inexperienced that. team. I think they're kind of a really good blend of youth and veterans. You know, you bring in uh, two veteran defensive tackles. Uh, I, I like the makeup of this team. Feeling better, Nick? You think they're going to uh, win tomorrow? Uh, I think they'll win tomorrow. Um, yeah, and I, I do got them going to the, going to the bowl, but yeah, we'll see. Yeah, no, happens. look, uh, they have a great chance to do it. And Nick, thank you. don't th- sound confident enough. <laughs> I want to hear a little more confidence out there in New Mexico. Yeah, <laughs> for, when me and Rube come visit, we'll, uh, we'll talk about their Super Bowl win. But, Nick, thanks so much for calling in, man, and I uh, appreciate, appreciate you calling in and have a good New Year. Yeah, you as well. We can actually drive out to New Mexico on the off day from Phoenix. How far of a drive is that? I don't know. It can't be more than, like, eight hours. It is funny. Um, being in a car with Elliot for eight hours. You yeah, pick the music be, on the way out. I'll exactly. pick it on the way back. Spice Girls, all those. All I'll those be like, I'm walking the, the rest of the way. You'll just like... get out the car. Exactly. <laughs> but it is funny with Arizona. Like, in my mind, I'm already preparing as if I'm going. Like, I think when I think about my February, I think there's a really good chance I'm going to be in Arizona for a week. So I could think this is the most confidence you can kind of say, basing your personal life yeah, around it. I, I think you're right. Thank I already you. packed. You're, well, there you go. So you're even more confident than me. All right. We are going to get into some more on the other side. I keep wanting to ask you about Gardner. I uh, haven't gotten to do it, but I'm curious for your opinion on him heading into tomorrow. And hop in if you have any, uh, any questions you want to ask Rube. 215-592-9494. This is Sports Radio 94 WIP, WIP here from Parks Casino. As I've told you before, and I will tell you again because I use the app all the time, Pro football regular season is winding down. College football playoffs, uh, pro football, basketball, hockey. Nobody brings them to you all like the Bet Park Sportsbook Casino app. Get odds, bets, slots, and games right in the palm of your hand. It's safe, it's secure, it's easy to use. The Bet Park Sportsbook and Casino app is the official sportsbook for the diehard Philly fan, and it's the only sportsbook and casino app I recommend. You can bet on more than just a score. You can bet on player performances, who scores first, who's leading at the half, and more. And with live in-game betting, you can bet during the game, putting you in the center of the action. New users, join me on the Bet Park Sportsbook and Casino app today. You can get up to $750 in Sportsbook bonus back if your first bet isn't a winner. Download the app and start playing instantly. Don't just watch the action. Be a part of the action with the Bet Park Sportsbook and Casino app. Sports Radio 94, WIP, Go Birds Radio here at the beautiful Parks Casino. Elliot Shore Parks, Ruben Frank, uh, leading you into, well, not leading in because it's a while, but the game tomorrow, big game tomorrow. Eagles back at home after three straight road games, so it'll be good to, uh, to get back at the link. And, you know, it's interesting with this game. I think so many people are assuming they're going to win it, and I think it speaks highly of the team, but I also think the organization that, they can start a backup quarterback, and everybody is so confident they are going to win. Yeah, and I think there's two parts of that. Number one, uh, it was a great move for Howie to go get, I mean, what, what was it, a six-round pick? Yeah. For who I, I think he's one of the top three backups in the league, and I'm sure Howie had offers for him for more than a six, more than he gave up, and 
I don't know. He was smart to not do it because this is <laughs> look. This is when you need him. You don't want to even book out there tomorrow. So uh, I think I, I think after the Mike McMahon debacle in '05, mm-hmm. I think the whole organization realized that backup quarterback is a really important position. If you think about, and the, then Garcia uh, was here the next year and yeah, you know, won I, a playoff game. I mean, look. I don't know if you've heard, but a backup quarterback won the Super Bowl here. So they've, uh, is that they, right? yeah, that's that's what I heard. I believe there's a statue of it, but. Um, I think when you look at the backup quarterback position, and, and people made fun of the quarterback factory comment at the time, uh, and, you know, somewhat rightfully so. You know, they were coming off what they did and, and everything. But I think backup quarterbacks are such a good way to look at a franchise and see how well they're run. I think if you have a good franchise with a great head coach, a great GM, and a solid roster, it really shows when you have a backup in. I think it shows the health of, you know, like the backbone of the franchise. You look at some of these other teams that have to play backups, and their season just collapses. You know, Arizona, I know Kyler was injured, but, you know, they can barely run an offense up there in Arizona with the backups they're playing. Yeah. Uh, you look at, you know, the Jets with uh, Zach Wilson having to go back to him. I know he was originally their starter, but I think it speaks highly. Um, San Francisco, they've been able to plug guys in and out. I think it really shows how good Nick and Howie are at their jobs, and Jeffrey Lurie by extension, that they're able to go to a backup and you know basically not miss a beat. And Brian Johnson, too, who yeah. gets these guys ready, the quarterback's coach. And I think the trickiest part isn't finding a talented guy, but finding a guy who can win games and accepts his role and doesn't make trouble. And, and, and Minshew's been better at that this year, I think. Yeah, I, I think so. Last and, year, you know. He went and asked for the job after, yeah. the, <laughs> after yeah. the Jets came But, out. I mean, J- uh, Jalen uh, likes him and appreciates him, yeah. and it's a good room, and uh, it's it's not an easy thing to do because these guys want to be – they all want to be starters, and you can't blame them. But, uh, look, I I think Gardner is so – you want a guy who's smart and isn't going to try to do more than he can do. And Gardner's going to go out there. He knows he's got great weapons and just manage the game, and that's what you want. Yeah, I didn't think he made uh, a lot of risky throws against the Cowboys. The interceptions were were unfortunate, but I thought he was relatively smart with the ball. I think in some ways that game against the Cowboys couldn't have gone better for the Jalen MVP slash roster debate where, look, they played well. They put up a lot of points, so the roster is clearly good. The coaching staff did a great job. But I do think you saw the difference between a team with Jalen and without Jalen. I thought Gardner's accuracy was not as good as Jalen. I mean, the the receivers had to make some amazing catches, and they did. But it also highlighted how few times this year these receivers have had to really go up and make a ton of contested catches. They've done it, and there's been impressive catches. But it felt like Gardner's accuracy was just not as good as Jalen's, and the receivers really had to adjust. There were plays where I thought Jalen might have run it in uh, and, and Gardner wasn't able to. So I do think in a weird way last year, kind uh, last week did help Jalen's argument of saying, yeah, I'm a, I'm a quarterback that obviously makes a difference. Yeah, I think anybody who knows the game understands that. And yeah. he, he affects everything on offense. Yeah. And he's just, you know, the running game, I mean, it's a different – they just have so much trouble running the ball when he's they, not out They didn't there. run it that well last week. I was surprised. I, I thought they would. I mean, I have a lot of faith in the offensive line, uh, in Miles and, and Jeff Stoutland, but they did not get the running game that I thought they and would. It's not a good Dallas run no. defense at all. I was surprised they weren't able to run it better. But the, without Jalen when – you, when you have Jalen Hurts back there, a defense just doesn't know what the heck to do. Yeah. From play to play, anything can happen. That's not the case with Gardner. He put so much pressure uh, on the opposing defense. Coming into the year, I was big into, I really need to see Jalen improve as a passer. And he did. And he's, he's checked that box. But I think watching Jalen this year has kind of changed my perception a little bit of 
what you need in a quarterback. I think I'm at a point where I would sacrifice some accuracy for a quarterback that can run. I think that what the pressure he puts on the defense, and look, Jalen doesn't have accuracy issues, so it's the best of both worlds. But this year has really shown, I think, in today's NFL how important it is to have a mobile quarterback. Elliot quoting a Hannah Montana song, Best of Both Worlds. I, I just do it, do it in my sleep. By the way, know. we can get from Phoenix to the New Mexico border in under four hours. About oh, three, there we go. 3.45. That's just enough time to listen to Hannah Montana's entire collection. So that works out perfectly. Yeah. There you go. Like plan. All right, let's go back to the phone line. Let's go to Joe uh, in East Norton. I'm mispronouncing that. Hey, Joe, what's hey, up? Guys, man? How you doing? Just say Norris. How you guys doing? Happy New Year. What's, what's up, up, Joe? How you doing? Good, good, good. Um, yeah, so I want to talk a, a little bit about Mitchell. Um, I mean, that game last week, I can't, I can't even blame the guy. You know, he, he haven't played in a year. If he does start tomorrow, I think, I think we'll blow him out. I think it's going to be forty-five easy to like thirteen, maybe. Um, you know, starting a new year, you know, right, and hopefully, you know, we can clinch the playoffs. You know, get that first round pick, and not only that, yeah. but um, get the NFC. East champion, you know, so I'm not too worried about that. Just what worries me the most is I would love to see Jalen Hurts out there, you know, so he don't lose out on the MVP, you know, because yeah, I, un- he deserves it. He unfortunately, deserves it. Joe, though, and thanks for the call, man. Have a great, uh, have a great New Year. Appreciate you calling in, Rube. I think Jalen Hurts' chances at the MVP are are done. I don't think, and I think it's unfair. I think the fact that he's missing time shouldn't be held against him. This team basically had everything wrapped up. At least it felt like they did before he went down. Um, I think it's a shame that this is this is happening to him. Yeah, and he's he's probably the guy that cares the least about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you're probably right, and it's a shame. But I think he's got bigger bigger goals. I mean, he'll win one at some point, and you know, I think when you're you know, if you're six and ten or six and eleven, and you get beat out for the Pro Bowl or the MVP or something, All Pro, you get pretty upset about it. But this team's thirteen and two; they're thinking Super Bowl. I think he'll be okay. I agree with all that, and I think that's the mentality he should have. But it still is unfair that he's not going to win it. I think that he was the most important player on the team with the best record this year. I think he has the narrative on his side. I think he's improved. It just—I get your point. But in what has been such an important year for Jalen, and I think, you know, he really met all and sur- surpassed all expectations this year. There was so much pressure on him coming up to the, into the year. He was viewed as the weak link. I agree link. with all of this. Yeah, it's just, yeah. I don't know. It just frustrates, str- frustrates me that he, he, he's not going to get it because I really do think he is truly deserving of it. Let's go back to the phone lines. Uh, Ray in Morristown. What's going on, Ray? Guys, happy new year to you both. What's up, Ray? And up, Ruben, you know, Ruben and I go back, Elliot, let me just tell you a quick story. We go back to when Ruben was still writing for the Brunson County Times. So he and wow. I have been talking a lot of sports over the decades. And awesome, uh, it's always a pleasure. Always good to hear from you, Ray. Thank you so much. And I enjoy watching you on post-game show. Thank you. Um, just want to talk a little bit about the situation. So I guess uh, – you know, Jalen's going to be sitting it out. I, I, I disagree with the decision because so much is on the line. I don't feel like the journey of the Eagles is over yet. And part of the journey is getting that number one seed in the playoffs so that the uh, playoffs go through Philadelphia. You don't ever want to be in this position where you got to go on the road and, and face these opponents in their, uh, in their place. So I, I really would like to see them lock this thing up. And if they lose, if for some unforeseen reason that they lose this game uh, tomorrow, 
I think we're going to see Jalen play the Giants because they have to get home field throughout. They have to. That's part of the journey. That's the well, part why of the do you journey. have faith in, in Minshew to beat the Saints? There were people that thought that he would win last week, Ruben, and they lost. I don't want to. Yeah, care. not because of him, though. I mean, he put up twenty-seven points. I don't care about oh, he threw up three hundred and fifty yards, and he also threw two picks, and it, what, he was not able to elevate this team to a victory. So, I mean, it is what it is. Well, I'll tell you, I I, I, in tomorrow. my in my opinion, if if he plays exactly the same against the Saints as he did in Dallas against a. You know, in a, what a twelve-win team and a better defense, too. and a much better defense. Uh, they're going to win the game by double digits. Yeah, but here's the other thing too, Ray. I think there's this perception that the Eagles have a choice to play Jalen, and they're right. not. Right. Jalen is not ready to play. He is not healthy. He is injured right now. And I think because he finished against Chicago, and they they do the thing in the media where it's like, oh, well, maybe he'll play. It creates this this perception that oh, well, they they could play him. I don't think he's healthy. I don't think he is ready to play. I think if, if they lose tomorrow and he plays against the Giants, he'll be coming back before, in an ideal world, you would want him to return. Do you really want – you want – if they – like I said, it, it, this is, these are all hypotheticals, but it, it's yeah. something you have to consider. If for God's foreseen reason that he, they are unable to beat the Saints at home tomorrow, do you want the number one seed resting on Gardner Minshew's shoulders if he has lost two games in a row? That's, uh, I mean, I, mean, look, I think Ray, if, he, if, yeah, if they ahead. needed that game on last year, last yeah, but you week, can't, you just can't put him at risk. Jalen would have played last week if they needed that game. If they no, really no, that no. Game, see, that's a thing. He, Ray, he, he wouldn't. Have. Sorry, Ray, we're up against. So I gotta let you go. But thanks for calling, man, and uh, have a happy New Year. Yeah, Jalen could not play last week, and I, I frankly don't think he could play this week. I don't think he's, you know, look, he's getting better. The injury is not season ending. But he has an injury to his throwing shoulder. This idea that they're just sitting him to be cautious, I think, I think he's injured. I don't think he's ready to play. If he was ready to play, he would guaranteed 100% be out there tomorrow at 1 yeah, o'clock. Yeah, I, I, I agree. And I also think after a few years of maybe this team, I don't want to say questionable medical decisions, but they had injury issues and stuff. I think this uh, team – Questionable is fair. Que- I, I think now, though, this team has earned the, the trust in the – you know. We should give them the benefit of the doubt that they know what they're doing when they come to player health. They've been good at it. They were right about the training camp stuff. And I think they've shown that, you know, they know what they're doing. So That's a great right. point. What, one more segment here. Uh, we're going to keep, of course, talking about the Saints game tomorrow, Jalen Hurts, uh, and all those type of good things. So one more segment to go uh, here on Go Birds Radio, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Go Birds Radio here from the beautiful Parks Casino. Last segment here, Elliot Shore Parks, Ruben Frank, both picking the uh, both picking the Eagles tomorrow. Yeah, I'm picking the Eagles. Yeah, I I, th- I think they'll take care of business. I would I would like to see them play a good game. I think it'd be important heading into the postseason. I think without Jalen, that takes away some of the pressure on the offense. To I honestly great. don't think it matters. Just win the game, and it's not a it's not like if you win the game by forty, you're going to be any more prepared for the no, postseason. No, well, but but just win the game. Where I'll push back though is. When they played well against the, the Packers, the Titans, the Giants, we all know how we felt in that moment. They were dominating. They were playing great. It's a different feeling than when they win a close game. And there's a talent to winning a close game, and it's good to see them do it. But you, of course, want to see them play well going into the I don't the think it matters to them. It might, might make fans feel better, but... You don't think it matters. To I don't them. think their chances of winning the Super Bowl be any different if they beat the Saints forty-five to ten or twelve to ten. Um, I really believe that. I would agree with their odds. Nonlinear progression, as Jeff Lurie likes to call it. There you go. That's a quote that I've never heard before. 
Never heard him say that. Gotta but hang out um, with Jeff Moore. Yeah, a- amen. Um, all right, let's go take a few more calls. We wrap this show up. Uh, let's go to Rich in Washington Township. Rich, what's going on, man? How you doing? Hey, gentlemen, how you doing? Happy New Year. My old hometown, Wash Twip. There you go. <laughs> Happy New Year, man. Thanks. Uh, I was looking at stats from last week's game, and you know everyone talks Why? about these Johnson Gannon. I uh, was talking about the six sacks they got on Dak Prescott, but of the 29 dropbacks where he wasn't sacked, he completed 27 passes or a 93% completion rate, and that is just unacceptable. I mean, if we are to beat the Dallas Cowboys, we have to stop this, solve this problem that Dak Prescott provides. And namely, that is that elite quarterback, and I think he is an elite quarterback, shred Gannon's defense. They shredded it last year. And Dak shredded it last week. Well, so and, Rich, uh, let me let me push back. Now, last year is last year. I think we would all agree the talent on this defense is way better this year. And look, Kirk Cousins, week two, they shut him down. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. I thought you know. He, whoa, I, think he I don't put, know. I don't think they shut down Aaron. Well, Rogers. but they, I don't think they gave the up ball. a. They didn't. They didn't give up a second half touchdown to him, if I'm not mistaken. Picked him off twice. Yeah, picked him off twice. And for what it's worth, I think now the the full season's almost over. They did a good job against Trevor Lawrence, and Trevor Lawrence has been one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL over the last month. So I'm not saying your worry is completely unfounded, but I also think that people have to accept good quarterbacks, elite quarterbacks, are elite for a reason. Lots of defenses struggle against elite quarterbacks. That's why they're elite. That's why they make forty five million dollars. If the offense takes care of the ball better last week. I think the Eagles probably win the game. So I think the offense in some ways was a bigger was just as big of a part of the reason they lost. That is a bigger reason. And and I hear what you're saying about Dak. I think Dak actually was 27 for for 35, but uh, yeah, but you know the, the sacks. He, the, the, he said, well, no, the sacks numbers. don't count in his passing numbers. The sacks are not pass attempts. So yeah, but I mean, look, it's still well, he's it was still 27 to 29. No, he's 27 out of 35. But trust me. Uh, Rich. Okay. R- R- right. Rube's been I mean, look, uh, it's not like that's yeah. something to brag about. I mean, d- this no. team has a problem with Dak Prescott. It's pretty yeah. obvious. Yep. They've they've beaten him once, I think, in the last eight games. And at some point, they're going to have to find a way to beat him in a big game. But uh, I think when you look at this pass defense in general and the way they've played this year, I mean, they're the number one pass defense in the NFL. Yeah. You're giving up 182 passing yards a game. And you know, the way the league is right now, quarterbacks, I mean, everything's – you know, pass interference unless it's on Quez. Yeah, exactly. And, and it's just it's hard to completely shut a quarterback down. But I like the way this pass defense and pass rush is part of that. I, I like where they are. It, you know, you, you'd like to get Chauncey Gardner-Johnson back and get more of those takeaways. But to me, they have more of a DAC problem than a pass defense problem. And, and I will say, Rich, and, and thanks so much for calling in, man. And I hope you yeah. have a, a happy New Year's tonight. Um, DAC has been really good against them in Dallas. In Philly, he's not been as good. I mean, you take away that game where they basically threw it away and he put up 51 points. Right. You know, I mean, he was injured one year. But I think there's just something about Dak in Dallas that this team uh, has, been, has been unable to handle. But the good news is it won't be in Dallas. It'll be, uh, it'll be in Philadelphia. So let's squeeze one more call in here. Uh, we got Ernie from Newark. Ernie, what's going on, man? How you doing? Hey, listening to some of these uh, callers calling in saying, oh, play um, Jalen Hurts. You know, he's just a little hurt. Like these, these armchair heroes. Do any of these guys know how brutal this game is? Yeah. I mean, I, it would be interesting to put one of these super gung-ho Philly fans, suit him up, have him sign release forms, and play for like one series in a, in a real football game and just then see how they talk after, the, after that one series. Yeah, look, I, I think people can understand it's a physical game and still 
want to see the quarterback out there, but it's just, it's just not practical and it's not the smart thing to do right now. Well, and I think yeah. the downside, real quick, Ernie, of the Eagles playing the game they do in the media, and I don't completely blame them if they think it helps uh, them game plan for the other team to spend time thinking Jalen might play. It is what it is. But a downside of that is it makes people believe like there's a chance he could play. And I think that sets up the perception that they're being overly cautious with him or that he can play. I think you, you make a good point, Ernie. Like, Jalen's hurt. The, 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 the reason he's not playing is because he's injured, not because he's too soft or because the Eagles are being too cautious. It's because he can't play. Minshaw and Quez are going to play better. I mean, people get better at football. I mean, Minshaw is going to be more careful of the ball. Quez is going to fight harder for the ball. These guys, that's part of the that fun of not. watching sports. These guys improve. I've been working with Quez for three years on that. It's just not who he is, well, but, but well, I hear what you're saying. I, I'm hopeful. Hey, I, I, I waited for Ben Simmons to come around. I, I was wrong, but, you know, that's, <laughs> that's, as, a, as, a, as, a, as a football fan, it's fun to watch some of these guys develop or keep trying to develop them, and that's the yeah. joy and the agony of it. Absolutely, <laughs> Thanks for taking my call. Yeah. Thanks for calling, Ernie, and uh, have a happy new year. I do think the Quez criticism is a little overblown. I mean, he's the number three receiver, and if you include Dallas, he's the number four receiver. People that want to put Pascal in, I understand that Pascal can be more physical, and those are the plays where, where Quez has struggled. But Quez has made long catches this year. Again, if Gardner makes a better throw, Quez has a deep touchdown last week against Dallas. Um, and he just brings something that Pascal doesn't. So I, I'm not at a point. I of, agree with all that. I just think he's regressed a little since last year. And really? That's not I what I expected. Think so, though. Well, why, why do you, I'm curious why you think he's regressed. He just, I, I don't think he looks as comfortable as he did. Maybe that's the way they're using him. But, yeah. I mean, those, you know, I, I just, I, I, I thought I, he had a better year last year. Obviously, they, they have A.J. now. Right. But um, how many, I mean, how many big plays does he really have? Like two or three? Is yeah. It, is it worth, I, I mean, he plays 50 snaps a game. Right. But I, I think that his role in a lot of ways is just to, you know, I don't want to say stretch the field completely because he doesn't get the ball a lot, but he's a speed guy. I think if you put Pascal in there, they just do two very different things. And I think with A.J., Devontae, Dallas, Hurts, Miles, it'd be tough for any receiver to, to go in there and, and make an impact play. But, Rube, unfortunately, we have come to uh, the end of the show. Um, it's been a blast. Are you sure you don't want to give a New Year's resolution one final time? for you? No, I don't do New Year's you just, uh, resolutions. Just don't do them. I can't, um, can't break you yeah. on that. All right. Well, one final time. I think, uh, I think you know, self-reflection is a year-round endeavor for me. Wow. And that's, that's why you're a GOAT, man. That's why you're uh, legendary. But So I think we're both feeling good about the game tomorrow. I've, been, I've enjoyed discussing uh, the concern with you. But at the end of the day, I think we'd all agree heading into the new year that this team has a great chance to go to the Super Bowl. Concerns aside, uh, while valid, I think they're in a really good spot. I do want to make sure I say, I know James isn't here, but all year, all the GoBirds callers, everybody that's called in, uh, it's really the, the highlight of our week to do this show, to talk to all you guys, and you all make it very special. And Rube, as someone that grew up uh, reading you and listening to you, it was, a, uh, it was a pleasure to do a show with you same, today, man. Same here. Now, we'll be on the pregame show at the uh, Head House Plaza, Pepsi yep. Plaza, uh, tomorrow at 11. 11 o'clock. Yeah. And then I'll be on the Eagles postgame live on NBC Sports and then podcast with Dave uh, after Girl. the game. Dave Zingaro, another great guy. So thanks again for do, uh, listening. This has been Go Birds Radio on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Happy and New Year, everyone. Happy New Year. And one final time, I've told you before, I'll tell you again, I'll tell you next week. Pro football regular season is winding down. The college football playoffs, pro football, basketball, hockey, nobody brings them all to you like the Bet Park Sportsbook and Casino app. Get odds, bets, slots, and games right in the palm of your hand. 
It's safe, it's secure, it's easy to use. The Bet Park Sportsbook and Casino app is the official sportsbook for the diehard Philly fan, and it's the only sportsbook and casino app that I recommend. Bet on more than just the score. Bet on player performances, who scores first, who's leading at the half, and more. And with live in-game betting, you can bet during the game, putting you in the center of the action. New users, join me on the Bet Park Sportsbook app and casino today. You can get up to $750 in Sportsbook bonus back if your first bet is not a winner. Download the app and start playing instantly. Don't just watch the action. Be a part of the action with the Bet Park Sportsbook and Casino app.